Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, everybody. And we welcome the online campus as they're joining with us today. So many wonderful gifts. And we have a verse for this month. Amen. Thanks be to who? God for his indescribable gift. And you are my gift today. And I mean that with all of my heart. Thank you for that beautiful video. And I can't wait to see what all's inside of there. I got to bring this present over here a little bit because we're going to talk about gifts today. I want to make sure the online campus can see this big old gift. And uh, I just want you to know that we had a wonderful time with the ladies. How about ladies last night? Was it good? And so many wonderful people helping us set up and reset and all of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We also, you know, this morning I really want to say we thank God for his healing and his comfort and his peace. Amen? We have those among us that are someone in the family is sick or facing surgery or having some, some problems. I want you to pray for your brothers and sisters. Amen? Online campus, I'm so thankful for the powerful prayers and scriptures that you contribute on Wednesday night. I love every week I meet somebody, literally, here that says, I've been watching online. And I love that because we are one big family across the nations, international Christian fellowship. And I'm so thankful for that. I am in awe of the Lord's blessing and privileges to serve him. And so I want us this morning, though, as we go to the Lord in, in the word, you know, I, I prayed. I said, God, what is it that I can remember today? On, on December 12th, night, night, on, I was about to tell you the year I was born. I'm not doing that again. I got really embarrassed last night. Uh, so it is 2021, and I want you to know that whether it's December 12th or 11th or 13th or 20th or 24th or 31st, we're having church. Amen. We are having it together, and that is so wonderful to be together. I did want to let you know as well that um, next Sunday is our, our wonderful kids' children's Christmas program. We'll have gift giveaway for the children and some surprises in store. You don't want to miss that. And then on the Christmas Eve, December 24th, we will do a candlelight service right here, Candles and Carols. At 6.30, it will be a one-hour service, and so we want you to come and be a part of that on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, you'll be home with your families, and on the 26th, we will have our last Sunday before we enter into 2022. I also want you to be ready for the, really the first full week, but the second week starting January 9th to the 14th. We are going to start 2022 with services in the church, on campus, and online, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're going to have uh, extended times of worship and renewal and revival to say, Lord, we need your presence in 2022. And I'm so excited about the words that the Lord has given us for the coming year. So please don't miss any of these opportunities. We're going to have a baby dedication on December 26th. And if you know anybody that has a baby or a child that they want to dedicate to the Lord for this year before 2022 happens, um, please have them check the website or check at the Welcome Center. So this morning, 2 Corinthians 9.15. You know, I hope 
that you have memorized your verses from this year. If you haven't, there's still some ready cards on the back table for you to look at and reflect on what God has spoken to us all this year and the verses in Scripture. When you are weary, you can say this verse, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit. So whatever I have need of, peace, joy, long-suffering, forbearance, gentleness, he has a gift for me. If you're celebrating and you got a new job and you're, you've seen prayers answered this year, you can say, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I don't want you to forget this verse. I want you to remember it all month long. Okay? So let's say it together. Thanks be to God. For his indescribable gift, I could never have the words to describe all that Jesus is, does, will do, has done, uh, has done for each of you. But I'm going to share some things. I want to remind you how the gift got started. Last night I mentioned to the ladies that there's a story behind the story, right? Everybody has a story. You know my story pretty well. But I'm still learning some of your stories. But in this place where the joy and the love of the Lord prevails, even our stories are in God's hands. Amen? And so when we look at Luke chapter 1, verse 57 through 60 and 67 through 80, I'm going to read these verses to you. You can write it down because I want you to really listen for words that stick out to you. This message today is really about God's word. What did God say to us about the greatest gift of all, which was Jesus? Something happened before that blessed surprise came. It says in verse 57, when it was time for Elizabeth, that was John the Baptist's mother. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. Wait right there. Her neighbors heard. I want to say to you this morning, your neighbors are listening to you. What are they hearing? What are they watching? I want my neighbors to know the joy of the Lord is my strength. I want my neighbors to know I'm here because God loves me. And he said, this is your place, your city, your home. And I want them to know that same love. Her neighbors, her relatives, your family, what are they hearing? That the Lord had shown her great mercy and she shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. His father, now think about this, God is setting up a plan to talk about the most indescribable gift ever, and it wasn't in a shiny package like this. And before that happened, a man who was a father and head of his home was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
We need godly men in this world. I'm thankful. Thank you, Ben and friends, for the godly leadership and the support that you give in this ministry. We want to be like Zechariah, filled with the Holy Spirit and saying, praise to the Lord God of Israel because he has come to his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. I'm going to use my notes so I can go just a tiny bit faster. Salvation from our enemies. Say enemies. You know, I love to read scripture and let it break down in verses. Enemies are not people. Hear me. Enemies are not people. Enemies are the things that come against the perfect will of God in your life. Enemies are things that come to you to try to steal, kill, and destroy your walk with Jesus. So if we're given salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, then that means COVID is not in charge of us. Amen? We must know that. We cannot be afraid of something when God has the authority and the power over all of it. It doesn't mean we don't use protocols and safety and follow guidelines. But I want us to be reminded that God came to give us salvation from those things that would try to steal our joy. To show mercy. Say mercy. To type it in the chat if you're watching. Mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear. I want you to know I'm a human being. I am not God. I am not a saint. And there are days that I have fear and frustration and and worry. And, um, you know, I just throw my hands up and say, okay, Lord, I don't know how to do this today. You got to show me how to do this. But the scripture says someone was coming. This father that was filled with the Holy Spirit was prophesying that someone was coming in some kind of amazing, amazing gift that would give me the ability to be rescued and enable me to serve him without fear. I believe today that that the enemy is using fear more than ever before. And I want you to hear the word of the Lord to you. There is no fear for the child of God. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. But it says in verse 75, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. We're serving him in holiness and righteousness. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. This father was proclaiming a blessing over his son, John the Baptist, that we would know later. You will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. Are you declaring a blessing over those in your family, over those in your life? It doesn't matter if you're a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. We can take a lesson from Zechariah. In verse 77, he says, To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. We have knowledge. What are you doing with that knowledge today? Is it just like in a box, unwrapped, and you just keep forgetting that God has given you a knowledge of the word? 
Or today, are you like me? You can't wait to open a real present and say, what's in there? I need the knowledge of what's in there. Because of, here's this word again, his tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Why? Verse 79. To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And so what happened? The child grew and became strong in spirit. And he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 2, it says this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. In those days, the government issued a decree A census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. Does that sound familiar? Has our government issued some decrees? Are we being required to register and to do some things? And we think, is this the end of the world? Is this a new thing that's happening? Well, I can tell you that even before Jesus came, there were issues and decrees being created that the people were having to follow. So if the world was having this obligation, I want you to understand COVID's not the first invasive thing that has come to the world. And I know that grief that has happened this year is not the first time that grief has come to the child of God or the family of God. But there is a gift that is so indescribable that no matter what we walk through, no matter what you walk through, I mean it, it's so powerful Gratitude lifts the attitude. I believe it. I practice it. When I have a bad attitude, I begin to say, thank you, Jesus. Let me think about all the things I'm thankful for. And my attitude begins to lift. And my spirit begins to become more hopeful because he's given me this indescribable gift. This is not a symbol of Christmas presents like you might think. It is to remind you that the things God offers for our lives are truly the greatest gifts for victory and life that we could take hold of. It's yours for the taking. Now, if I would have had a little more time and a little more brain power, I might have been able to have a really cool something inside of here. But what if I do have something really cool inside of here? What if I said there was a lot of money inside of here. Who would be the first one to run up here and try to grab this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, if I ever get a whole lot of money, you're gonna, uh, that's the first one I saw. Let me ask you again. Maybe online you can raise your hand in the chat. If you knew you could have a gift with a lot of money that you think would solve a lot of problems, who would try to run up here or send me a message and say, I want that? Yes, yes. That's what God's offering to us today. Not money that we burn and that we spend and then we run out of. And we're thankful. I'm so very thankful. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. As a pastor, knowing my colleagues and other pastors around the world, our church family, here and online, 
You are giving generously to the work of, of the ministry. Missions Month was phenomenal. And we were able to give another Christmas offering to those other churches and ministries that we support in December, in the middle of everything else, because you have been generous with God. But I want you to know something. It's not about what you do. It's not about what I do or what I say. It's about the symbol that God has given me a gift. It's not dark. I do like shiny stuff. I mean, you know, I could put this on here. I like shiny stuff. I want my light to shine. I want your light to shine. I want his light to shine. Amen? And so I want you to say, God, thank you. Can you say thank you? Somebody type it in the chat. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you have given me something that I will be able to unwrap symbolically every single day, every minute I open the scripture. That is his gift to me, the word of God and the precious Holy Spirit. So I want you to imagine this. If before Jesus came, we know we've established many times God created the universe, God made Jesus, and Jesus came, and he conquered the cross, and he resurrected, and then he said, I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to comfort you until I come back. And boy, does he do that. Amen? Oh, man, he does it. But before that, he sent John the Baptist. And there was a prophecy, even in the Old Testament, that would be fulfilled in the New Testament. See, the Bible is not just a book. It is the Holy Word of God, inspired by holy men. Now, if you love history, you can analyze the fact that the Old Testament was written in a certain period of time, and then way later, after Jesus came, the New Testament was written. Isn't it interesting? It's the only book that has withstood 2,000-some years and multiple, multiple translations. And the Word of God remains consistent and true from the beginning till now. If he spoke a prophecy for John the Baptist and God knew his name, so much so that the man who would be filled with the Holy Spirit would say to his child, you're going to be called John, even though that's not a popular name right now in this, in this story. Because he was being obedient to a prophecy that had happened before. It was being confirmed and pronounced with the arrival of Jesus. So I want you to know, you play a part in the story of Jesus. If we have Elizabeth and Zechariah and John and Mary and Joseph and all the other people that came around Jesus multiple times, you also have a name in the story of Jesus. He knows your name. He knows my name. He knew what I would face in 2021, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that he put everything I would need inside of me, and I wouldn't open it all on the day I was born. I wouldn't open it all last year on my birthday or the year before that when I had a really special celebration, we won't talk about how old I was, but he has given us these gifts because he knows your name. Your gifts and your talents are different than mine, but we all have Jesus, amen? We have Jesus. 
He's not just a baby in a manger. So as we looked at these verses from Luke, I want you to look at them later. But I have four things that I want to say I believe are gifts for us today. The first one is the gift of knowledge. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. Why? Not because you're supposed to say, oh, you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell and you're so bad. No, because of the mercy, the tender mercy of God. He does not want one person to miss out on heaven. You better believe I'm going to do everything I can, every day I can, for as long as I can to make sure that my life is pleasing to the Lord so one day I get to celebrate around that throne of heaven. I'm ready. Amen? Are you ready? Yes. And he's given us a gift of knowledge. What we do with that knowledge. Do you leave it wrapped up? You say, I don't know what to do. How many times have we all, maybe all of us have said at some point in time, we throw up our hands, we say, I don't know what to do. But he gave us the gift of knowledge. It says it in this passage of scripture to give his people the knowledge. Use it. Unwrap it. It's no good if it just sits on your table and you don't know what it is. Unwrap it. And when he says, this is the way, walk in it. When he says, wait on the Lord and be steadfast, then wait on the Lord. When he says, be strong and take courage, then be strong and take courage. Amen? It's a command. It's not a request. It's not a suggestion. The word of God, God speaking to you and me says, be strong. No matter what you're facing, be strong. Take courage. That is the gift of knowledge that you're going to unwrap when you read God's word. The second thing that I see is that he said, I'm going to give you a gift of rescue, relief, and courage over fear. You know, it, it, it's not lost on me that there's been a lot of grief in our world in 2020 and 2021. A lot. Unusual, unprecedented. But the word of God remains true. Oh, you've got to do more than that. The word of God remains true. He gives me a gift of rescue and relief and courage over fear. And you know what? I think sometimes he uses people for that. Sometimes I have people in my team and all around me that are, they're giving me that gift of rescue. They're helping me where I couldn't do it. Last night, there's no way I could have moved all these chairs back in order after the ladies' gala. I just couldn't do it. But I had a whole bunch of people who gave me the gift of rescue for making sure that our atmosphere would be set for today. That's a practical thing. But he also gives us courage over fear. Don't be afraid to do life however you're doing it right now. God is saying to you this morning, don't fear. Don't fret. I'm not done yet, the Lord says. Don't fear. Don't fret. He's not done yet. He is working on your behalf. Verse 74 says, he will rescue us from the hand of our enemies. I still take authority. I will tell you that there have been things that I have prayed for in the past three or four months that hit me like a ton of bricks, other things, unusual things of people I love, and I took rescue and relief from the Holy Spirit. I bombarded heaven on behalf of those I love, and I told the enemy to get lost. Your assignment is canceled on the people I love. 
But that's the gift of knowledge and rescue and relief working together. I could sit there and be afraid and say, oh my gosh, another thing, oh my gosh, another thing. Or I could say, no, not today, devil. This person is going to be delivered. They're going to be healed. They're going to be set free. Now you can do that. God's calling us to do it as an army of believers. The third thing is the gift of mercy for those who find themselves walking in darkness. God knows that many of our circumstances cause turmoil and uncertainty. But he has offered us mercy, which is a tool to give others, but it's also a tool to give yourself. It's also a tool to give yourself. You know, I'm usually pretty good at giving others mercy. Thank you for all those kind words about I do love you and I care for you. But, you know, sometimes I can be hard on myself and think, oh, I should have done this and this should have happened. And the gift of mercy is for yourself as much as it is for someone else. Now, it's not because of anything other than the mercy and the love of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean I get off the potter's wheel and I say, oh, well, I just need to give mercy and, you know, this is who I am. I'm not like that. I believe God puts us on a potter's wheel and he's constantly forming and fashioning us. But he wants us to know that he wants you to use mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is forgiveness. Mercy is compassion. Mercy is grace under pressure. Did you know that? That's from the dictionary. Mercy is grace under pressure. You can't do that by yourself. I mean, maybe, maybe a couple people could, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to have grace under pressure. And the fourth thing is the gift of guidance and peace. In this season, there are so many who need guidance. You know, the wise men and the shepherds had a star of wonder to give them guidance and peace. And it would direct them to the king of kings, right? But when they got there, what did they find? They were looking for the king of kings, this child, this Christ child. But what did they find? A smelly, stinky stable. It is not what they probably thought they were going to find. A dirty manger. Do you know that manger where we believe they laid Jesus was a feeding trough for other animals? So I'm sure it was nasty, dirty. So imagine Mary having to put her son in there so he wouldn't be on the ground. He would at least be in the manger. Imagine these wise men, these magi coming and seeing this dirty, stinky, smelly stable. And what I want to say to you is that we all find ourselves in this story of Jesus' birth. The father who was filled with the Holy Spirit and put blessings on his family and his children. Elizabeth, who was older and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to have this baby. And then she does. And Mary, who went to Elizabeth, and she was blessed and highly favored. All of these people in this stinky, smelly stable. What I want to say to us this morning is that maybe you were a wise man or woman, and you have forgotten to follow his star. You've been trying to follow your star. And this season, I pray God reminds each of us, it's not my star that's shining. It is the cross of Jesus. It is the empty cross. It is the empty major. It is the live Jesus that is at the right hand. Thank you for that. Right hand of God the Father. Somebody say amen on that. Amen. 
Maybe you find yourself like a shepherd, minding your own business, and you suddenly hear God say, hey, come follow me. I want to show you a new revelation of the love of God. Or maybe you're one of the ones expecting a king's palace, and you feel like you're in a dirty, messy stable that just doesn't make sense, and you're tired. Here's what I want you to know. Jesus is the greatest indescribable gift you'll ever have. Look at that. Isn't that fun? It opens up and out of that, what's in there? The greatest, most indescribable gift ever. Jesus. Say Jesus. Type it in the chat. Jesus. Worship team, I want you to come. God wants you to know that he's going to make everything new. Revelations 2.5 says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Say everything. Everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without the cost from the spring of the water of life. Mm. You know the coronavirus, the Delta variant, the Omicron variant. It's no match for the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. It's no match. It's no match. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So I am God's child. Whatever comes to me had to pass by him first. And he must have known that he had given me all these amazing gifts because he knew my name. He knew what he would call me to do. And he would prepare me for these days. You know, it's kind of interesting to me that the coronavirus is the word corona, which means crown. Doesn't it kind of seem like the enemy's trying to make us think there's some other crown that's in charge? The only crown you and I need to care about is the crown of life. The crown on the king of kings. Amen? Amen. It is the most indescribable gift. Last week I told you two things, and I'm going to give you those four things right now. Peace, presence, power, and purpose. Those are gifts. Those are gifts that God wants to give us. I want you to stand with me. And we're going to sing this song, You Know My Name. And this morning, if there's something that this message has touched in your heart, I'm asking you, lift your hands and surrender in openness to the Lord. It's like, if this was Jesus, can you just imagine? I just would want to hold him so tightly. Where's Wilson? Wilson, last week, I'm not going to hug you, okay? <laughs> but last week, his precious daughter came and ran and held me so tight, and it felt so wonderful. That's what God wants to do to you this morning. He wants to hold you tight. Yes, it's Christmas, and it is one of the most wonderful times of the year. But you know why it's wonderful? It's wonderful because of Jesus. And nothing that's happened this year has changed that fact. Nothing that has happened this year has changed the fact of the Christ of Christmas. So I want you to worship. I want you to say to the Lord, I need you, Jesus. I want your gifts. Amen? Let's sing it together. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord stands firm. The Bible says it's a firm foundation for us. So today, as you've heard the message, I believe, I've prayed for you,
that the Holy Spirit would quicken you. So first and foremost, if you need to invite Jesus to be the Savior of your world once again or for the very first time, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Will you say it with me? Dear Lord Jesus. You say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, into my heart. Jesus, make all things new. And for the rest of my life, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. Not perfect, but trusting you every day in every way. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you need to send us an email, send us a WhatsApp note, send us a Facebook message. Let us know because you are not going to do life alone. We are with you. We are for you. And most of all, Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Now, I also know many people are facing unknown circumstances in December. We don't know what the future is going to look like. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we do know that God holds all of our days in his hands. The Bible says in Psalms that he went into our future to prepare the way. He's already there making sure it's ready for you and me. So today, if you're needing a miracle, you're needing encouragement, I want you to touch your heart, your mind, your body, wherever you're feeling like I need that supernatural touch from God. And I'm going to pray, Lord, right now, I pray for my friends in the online ministry that they will know they are not alone. Holy Spirit, heal as only you can do. Jesus, you said the blood of the Lamb covers everything. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing, for supernatural strength, for supernatural confidence and faith to rise up in your child, the child that you created, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that that one, that family, that couple, that person that feels like I can't get back to where I need to be, yes, you can with Jesus, all things are possible. So Lord, we thank you for the miraculous work of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that is going to flow to and through your children today. Be blessed and know that God is with you. I love you and you're going to have a fabulous week. I want you to wake up on Monday morning and say, in Jesus' name, I can do this day. I want you to get ready to lay your head down on the pillow on Wednesday night and say, Lord, I give this evening to you. And I pray that you'll join us for our Wednesday online prayer, for our Christmas Eve candlelight service that will be coming up. God has great things ahead for you and we love you. We're with you and we're praying with you. And if you need anything, you need to send us an email. You can go to the website and email us from there. God bless you and have a fabulous week.